Welcome to Talos Takes, the security podcast for everyone from the C-suite to the front lines. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Talos Takes. I am joined once again by Nick Biasini. Thanks as always, Nick, for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me, John. So I'm having you on today to talk about this current situation in Ukraine. Obviously, we are just wishing everyone safety there because there's certainly potentially kinetic military action that could be taking place there. But specifically, we're going to be talking about the cyber threats that we've seen there over the past two weeks or so. So for starters, let's talk about what kind of our different partners are saying. You know, Ukraine is certainly a hub for us. We spent a lot of time there. We had a lot of we have a lot of intelligence partnerships there. So what are we hearing from those partners? And then also, what is the U.S. government saying currently about these attacks? So there, there are a series of attacks that have gone on, started with defacement of a series of websites, some associated with the Ukrainian government, followed up shortly thereafter with a series of wiper attacks uh, that had a bunch of components associated with it. A lot of what's going on is tied into disinformation and misinformation, attempting to kind of point at Ukrainian groups that may be responsible for some of this activity as kind of a a false flag operation, more or less. Uh, that That's largely what we're seeing is a lot of activity around trying to imply that Ukrainian groups are involved in this activity without there being a lot of underpinning technical evidence to back it up. So yeah, let's talk about the specific malware that's involved in this case. We posted a blog last Friday afternoon, and I'm going to be linking to it in the show notes, and then uh, we should have an update here maybe in the next like 72 hours or so for folks to look at. So what specifically are we seeing in this malware? The the overview certainly that I have of it is that it looks like it's a ransomware and promises people they'll be able to recover their files, but it's actually just a wiper and it's just there to totally take out all the files on the computer and there's not really any hope of getting them back. Yeah, that, that portion is correct. Uh, it's very similar to what we saw in NotPetya uh, five or so years ago, where there's a component that goes after the master boot record or the MBR that purports to encrypt it, but what it actually is doing is just overriding it, so there's no way to retrieve the files. Uh, What really makes this campaign stand out, though, from the threats like NotPetya is there's a second component. Since the first component focuses on the master boot record, there's a lot of systems that don't currently use master boot record anymore and have moved on to more current technologies like GPT. Uh, So what this malware did is it had a second component that actually worked to actively delete all of the files on the system. So in the end, you would be left with a system with basically no data left on it. So in this particular case, uh, like you mentioned, and this is something that we write about in the blog too, there are certainly comparisons to be drawn here between NotPetya in 2017, which was a huge deal, and also things like attacks that were targeted at MeDoc. So what are some of the similarities and differences that we're seeing here between those attacks, obviously the through line there is that it's taking place in the same region of the world involving some of the same parties. You know, one of the biggest ones, as we mentioned, is the fact that it was it's wipers purporting as ransomware. So it, it, that methodology is very, very similar. They're still trying to figure out with 100% certainty what the initial infection vector is, but there is a lot of indications, especially out of Ukraine, that supply chain is a very real possibility. And that is another key thing that that lines up similarly to how NotPetya started as ME Doc was the initial jumping point through supply chain for that attack as well. 
And then in this case, what are some of the mitigations or protections that we're recommending? We point out in the blog that systems in Ukraine are going to face challenges that don't necessarily apply to every other region of the world or necessarily in the U.S. So if you're a company that's based in Ukraine or even Cisco, obviously, we have we do business all over the world, but we have systems based in Ukraine. So if you're a company that's maybe in a position like that, well, what are some things to be keeping in mind? Well, that kind of traces back to that not Petra research. This is something that came out of our analysis of what we found in MEDOC and the, and the actual infection process. We really found that systems in Ukraine are kind of facing unique challenges that we don't see in most of the other regions of the world. And as a result of that, you need to kind of treat your systems a little more carefully, um, making sure that those systems get prioritized for things like patching. Maybe they have a little bit increased monitoring on them. In extreme circumstances, maybe you segregate those machines from larger areas of your network, or at least increase the inspection of what's going on in that connection, just to make sure that you're not exposing yourself to potential risk. That's what we really saw with NotPetya is the attack started to spread through partners and impact a lot of organizations outside of Ukraine based on the infection starting in Ukraine. And that's the type of thing you really want to try and minimize the risk around. All right. Well, thank you as always, Nick, for your insight on this. Like I said, uh, please stay tuned to the Talus blog for any more updates that we have on this, or you can uh, follow us on Twitter. I also recommend checking out our Twitter page over the past week or so, because I've been sharing intelligence that we have been giving out through press interviews. So Matt Olney was on NPR and in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, you can go and check out those articles and find those reposted on our Twitter profile as well. Thanks again for coming on, Nick, and have a good weekend. Yep, you too. Thanks.